part four chapter one b of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part four second marriage chapter one b such were dmitri sergeyitch's words from the energy with which he expressed himself so far you can easily see that he as he himself said felt something embarrassing in it and unprofitable to himself he straightway added i feel that i shall not be entirely justified in the opinion of those who review this matter without any sympathy for me but i am sure of her sympathy she will judge about me even more kindly than i myself and i consider myself entirely in the right such is my opinion of the time until she had the dream and now i am going to tell you how he felt and what he intended to do after you had the dream which revealed to him the unsatisfactory nature of your relations i said these again are dmitri sergeyitch's own words that from the first words about her terrible dream i understood the unavoidableness of some episode different from our former relations i expected it would have a mighty power for it was impossible otherwise from the energy of her nature and by the former state of her dissatisfaction which had already acquired great strength from a too prolonged restraint still the expectation at first appeared in a form very easy and profitable for me i reasoned thus she will be drawn away for a time by a passionate love for somebody else a year or two will pass and she will return to her old allegiance i am a very decent man her chances of finding another man like me are rare i speak about myself just exactly as i think i have no hypocritical fashion of depreciating myself a feeling of love satisfied will lose a portion of its force she will see that though one part of her nature is less satisfied by living with me yet in the general sum of existence life with me will be easier and freer than with any other and everything will be restored to its former state i taught by experience shall be more attentive to her she will acquire new respect for me she will be more warmly attached to me than before and we shall live more happily than ever but and this thing though the explanation of it is very embarrassing for me must nevertheless be said but how did the prospect of our relationship being renewed appear to me did it make me happy of course it did but did it bring only happiness no it appeared to me as a burden a pleasant burden but still a burden i love her very very dearly and i shall easily break myself in so as better to attend to her this will afford me pleasure but still my life will be trying thus it came over me after i regained my calmness after the first impression and i saw that i was not mistaken she allowed me to experience this when she wanted me to act so as to preserve her love a month in which i satisfied this desire of hers was the most burdensome month of my life there was no pain in it such a word would hardly apply to the idea it would be absurd here as far as positive sensations are concerned i experienced nothing but pleasure while pleasing her but it was tiresome to me here is where the mystery lies that her attempt to retain her love for me remained a failure i was tired while pleasing her at first sight it may seem strange why i did not feel tired of giving up numberless evenings to the students for whom of course i would not put myself out seriously 
and why i felt such a degree of weariness when i gave up only a few evenings to a woman whom i loved more than myself for whom i would be ready not only to die but to endure every imaginable torture this may seem strange but only for one who cannot appreciate my motives in having intimate relations with the young men to whom i devoted so much time in the first place i had no personal relations with these young people when i was sitting with them i did not feel that i was in the presence of people but i saw only several abstract types who were only exchanging thoughts my talk with them varied but little from my own contemplations when alone here only one part of my nature was occupied and the very one which less than all others demanded rest thought everything else was sleeping and besides our talk had a practical useful aim the aiding the development of intellectual life nobility and energy in my young friends this was work but it was such an easy work that it was good for the restoration of strength expended by other kinds of labour it did not weary but refreshed and yet it was labour therefore my own person had no demands for taking rest there i expected to get benefit but not peace here i allowed all the other parts of my being to sleep except thought but my thought acted without any mixture of personal relations towards people with whom i was speaking therefore i felt as much liberty as though i had been alone these conversations i may say did not take me out of my seclusion here there was nothing analogous to those relations in which the whole man takes part i know how embarrassing it is to use the word weariness but my conscience does not allow me to keep it back yes with all my love to her i felt a great deal easier after i became convinced that between her and me relations could not comfortably be arranged as they had been before i gradually became convinced of this about the time that she began to notice that the fulfilling of this desire was going to be tiresome to me then the future appeared to me under a new form which was more agreeable to me after we saw that it would be impossible for us to remain in our former relations i began to think how soon it would be possible i must again use an embarrassing expression to get rid of it to free myself from a situation which had become burdensome to me here lies the secret of what must seem magnanimity to the man who might be willing to be blinded by acknowledgment of the outward appearances or even to one who would be so short-sighted as not to see the whole depth of the motives yes i simply wanted to get rid of an embarrassing situation as i am not hypocritical enough to deny what is good in me i shall also not deny that one of my motives was the desire for her good but this was only a secondary motive a very strong one to be sure yet it fell far behind the first the main one in strength that is the desire of getting free from weariness was the real prompter under its influence i began carefully to examine into her mode of life and easily perceived that in the change of her feelings which was the result of the change in her way of living the main part was played by alexander matvievitch in his appearance and disappearance this brought me to think about him i understood the reasons of his strange behaviour to which before i had paid no attention and after that my thoughts received a new form which as i have said already was agreeable to me after i saw that she had not only the desire for passionate love itself although she was as yet unconscious of it herself that this feeling was directed towards one who was absolutely worthy and generally speaking was absolutely able to fill my place that this man also loved her passionately then i became extremely glad 
it is true however that the first impression was very cruel every important change carries with it some pain i saw now that i could not conscientiously speaking look upon myself as a man necessary for her and i had become accustomed to this and to tell the truth it had been pleasant to me consequently the severance of this relation unavoidably had to have its painful side but only for the first part of the time and not for long this feeling predominated over the other feelings which were joyful in their nature now i was assured of her happiness and calm in the contemplation of her fate this was a source of great happiness but it would be vain to think that this constituted the main source of pleasure no personal feeling was once more much more important i saw that i became entirely free from compulsion my words do not imply that the life of a bachelor would be easier or happier for me than family life no if man and wife are not compelled to any kind of restraint for the sake of pleasing each other if they are content with each other without making effort if they satisfy each other without thinking of the satisfaction then the closer the relations between them are the freer and easier it is for both of them but the relation between her and me was not of this kind therefore to separate meant freedom for me from this can be seen that i have acted for my own interests after i decided not to interfere with her happiness there was a lofty side to my action but the motive power towards it was the inclination of my own nature to better myself alone therefore i had strength to act and i may say i acted well not to drift this way and that not to make unnecessary confusion and disturbance for others not to be false to my duty this was easy when the duty is the inclination of your own nature i left for riazan after some time she called me back saying that my presence would not interfere with her but i saw that it would still interfere so far as i can understand there were two reasons for it it was hard for her to see a man to whom she was exceedingly indebted according to her idea she was mistaken in this respect she was not in the least indebted to me because i acted much more for my own interest than hers but it appeared to her different and she felt a very deep gratefulness to me this feeling was hard there is a pleasant side to it but it predominates only when the feeling is not too strong when it is strong it is valid the second cause this again is a rather embarrassing thing to explain but i must say what i think i find the second cause in the fact that her relations to society were abnormal and unpleasant it was hard for her to endure the fact that society would not acknowledge formally her right to occupy such a position and so i saw that my existence near her would be trying for her i shall not hide that in this new discovery there was a side that was incomparably harder for me to endure that all feeling which i had experienced in the former stages of the case i had preserved towards her a very strong inclination i wanted to remain a very close and intimate friend of hers i hoped that this would be so and after i saw that this could not be i was greatly grieved and here there was no compensation for this grief in personal calculations of any sort whatever i may say that here my final decision was adopted exclusively because of my attachment to her only for the desire of making her better exclusively from unselfish motives consequently never before even in our happiest time did my relations toward her afford me such deep inward satisfaction as this decision 
here i acted under the action of what i frankly call nobility or to use a more suitable term noble calculation a calculation in which the general law of humanity acts exclusively by itself without borrowing support from individual peculiarities and here i learned what a great pleasure it is to find yourself acting like a noble man that is as every man ought to act not ivan or peter but every man every one without distinction of names what a lofty delight it is to feel yourself simply a man not ivan not peter but a man simply and purely a man this feeling is too strong ordinary natures like mine cannot endure too often an elevation to the height of this feeling but happy is the one who has had the chance to experience it there is no need of explaining that side of my mode of action which would have been most unreasonable in transactions with other people but which here is very obviously justified by the character of the person to whom i yield at the time when i left for riazan there had not a word passed between her and alexander matvitch at the time which i made my final decision there had not a word passed between him and me or between her and me on this subject but i knew him very well i had no need of studying his thoughts for the sake of learning them i am giving you dmitri sergeitch's words with liberal exactness as i have already said i am an entire stranger to you but the correspondence into which i enter with you fulfilling the desire of the late dmitri sergeitch bears such an intimate character that in all probability it will be interesting for you to learn who this strange correspondent is who is so initiated into the inner life of the late dmitri sergeitch i used to be a medical student and i have nothing more to tell you about myself during the last few years i have lived in petersburg several days ago i decided to travel and to create for myself a new career abroad i left petersburg on the second day after you learned about dmitri sergeitch's catastrophe on a certain occasion i had no documents in my possession and i had to take the papers belonging to a stranger with which i was furnished by one of our common friends he gave them to me on the condition that i should fulfil certain of his commissions on the way if you happen to see mr rachmatoff be kind enough to tell him that all his commissions have been fulfilled as he desired now i suppose i shall have to set out on my travels through germany observing the customs i have several hundred roubles and i want to have a good time when i shall get tired of idleness i shall look out for something no matter what when wherever chance may lead i am as free as a bird and i can be as unconcerned as a bird such a situation delights me it is very probable that you may like to honour me with an answer but i do not know where i shall be in a week from now maybe in england and maybe in prague i can go wherever fancy may lead me and where it will lead me i know not and therefore send your letters to the following address berlin friedrichstrasse twenty agentur von h schmeidler your envelope should contain another envelope on which in place of any address you will write the cipher twelve thousand three hundred forty five that will show schmeidler's agency that it should be forwarded to me accept honoured lady the assurance of deep respect from a man who is an entire stranger to you who is endlessly devoted to you and who signs himself a former medical student honoured sir alexander matvitch according to the desire of the late dmitri sergeitch i must send you the assurance that for him the best circumstance seemed the fact 
that he was compelled to leave his place to you but those relations which brought about this change relations which gradually formed in the course of three years from the time when you almost ceased coming to his house and therefore were formed without your aid exclusively from the lack of correspondence between the characters of the two people whom you afterwards tried in vain to reconcile with such relations the final scene which came was unavoidable evidently dmitri sergeitch could not feel right in blaming you of course this explanation is unnecessary however merely for form's sake he authorized me to make it thus it had to be either one way or the other either you or he had to take the place which he could not fill and which another could take only because dmitri sergeitch could not fill it and the fact that you took this place according to the opinion of the late dmitri sergeitch makes the best result that could be devised i press your hand a former medical student ah i know what is that a familiar voice i turn around there he is he himself the sapient reader who was not long ago banished in disgrace for not knowing a from b in regard to the artistic but here he is again and again with his former shrewdness again he knows something ah i know who wrote it but i hastily seize the first thing that comes most convenient for my purpose i seize a napkin because after i copied the former student's letter i sat down to breakfast and so i seize the napkin and stuff it in his mouth well keep what you know to yourself why do you shout it all over town End of part four, chapter one. Recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.